Okay, uh, hi, welcome to Original Podcast, Do Not Steal. My name is Amber Autumn, she, her. And I'm, and I'm Prince Devin. Whoa, Devin, what'd awesome you get here? better. Oh, hey. Oh, fuck, I, I have no idea, dude. I'm trapped in this closet, no one lets me out. <laughs> um, uh, Original Podcast, Do Not Steal, is a podcast where every week Devin and I uh, take one franchise, media property, uh, idea, story, whatever, and we make an original character within it. Um, uh, last week we did Quest for Camelot, and this week we are doing the seminal 1986 masterpiece Labyrinth. Um, uh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say that seminal was giving it a lot, but then you just went straight on for masterpiece. I said 1986, uh, with a lot of confidence, and I just looked it up, and it is 1986. So, um, great. Owned that one. Also... Uh, no, it's a masterpiece. I think Labyrinth is, like, one of the best fucking movies ever made. Um, uh, full stop. Uh, uh, I love this movie. Last episode, we got a lot of Devin talking about a movie that I, like, had seen. This episode, we're gonna get me doing some talking about an episode that also Devin has seen. Um, Devin, do you want to actually? I do want to. I do want to start. I do want to know where you're at on Labyrinth. How much of Labyrinth do you remember? What's your most recent Labyrinth viewing experience? I know it was recent. Oh, I'm just uh, kidding. Um, but do say uh, it anyway yeah. for the camera. <laughs> it was yesterday. I watched it yesterday when you were like, "Hey, can I change my pitch?" Because Amber, we're fucking liars. <laughs> you said we'd do royal carpet bombers. Um. Uh, <laughs> Royal Tenenbaums. I was we were gonna do we were gonna do Royal Tenenbaums for an episode, um, and I still might get back to Royal Tenenbaums, but I kind of um, you know we just did a, a grounded down to earth thing in the Gilmore Girls episode, uh, where where we have sort of non fantastical characters, uh, so so Labyrinth, because uh, Labyrinth lets me make a Muppet, and any fucking chance I get to make a Muppet, uh, I will I will go for immediately. Um, I, su- I super knew we were gonna come to blows about the Muppet part. Oh, are you gonna try to pitch us on a on a non Muppet character? Uh, we'll we'll get to there when we get to there because I had a rough idea, but uh, you you wanted to uh, you wanted to know what what I uh, so am I going to badly remember the plot of of Labyrinth? No, you remember the plot of Labyrinth. I'm gonna say what happens in Labyrinth. Here's what happens in Labyrinth. Um, uh, so there's a, there's a teenage girl named Sarah. It's basically a coming-of-age movie. She, like, is this imaginative girl, um, uh, but she's, like, having a hard time um, accepting uh, her, like, growing life as an adult. She's having trouble, like, accepting, um, like, she feels like her life isn't fair. Uh, She uh, uh, feels a lot of, like, resentment towards her stepmom, who isn't, like, necessarily doing anything wrong to her. But, you know, she's a teenager, and she's going through it. Um, and one day she wishes she's, she's babysitting her, her baby brother and she wishes that the goblins would come and take him away. Um, and then the goblins do, uh, uh and she, can I, yeah, go, can I chime in real quick? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, this is the one note I have. Um, and it is, uh, in, it is one of, it is one of the establishing thoughts, but it is, um, because it's the one good take I had. So I wanted to get it in the podcast to make sure I sound smart this <laughs> episode. Um, but it is a tracking shot that pans over all of these uh, dits and dads in her oh room. Oh, my God. Like, best um, shot of the movie. 
Yeah, and it 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 lays out the entire story, um, everything that will happen, every character, most of the character, actually every character, they meet damn near. Yeah, um, and all well. of the influences that are being drawn from, and those things are a uh, a fiery plush, which is the weird fiery creatures. We'll get to mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a princess. I have parentheses trapped in a cage. It's her in her bridal gown, mm-hmm. um, and how she feels trapped, but it's a glass prison because she can get out it is mostly a prison of her own making the first book you see is very specifically where the wild things are yeah and that just tells you everything thematically you need to know about the movie and would you like a fun fact about where the wild things are um is it going to be about uh uh outside over there no i don't know i I have no idea okay then i'll give my take after you go for it please Uh, okay but a, a fun fact about where the wild things are um is as you read the book uh, the the illustrations get bigger and bigger and bigger until they cannot be contained because that is the emotional journey that the boy from Where the Wild Things Are goes on. Yeah, I actually I think the I think the Where the Wild Things Are connection is really important in this movie. Um, uh, like everything everything that happens in that shot where they pan over their room is like really really intentional. Um, and and yeah, because movies. Yeah, because movies, because movies. But like especially in that shot, like every book that they zoom over. Um, has huge resonance. I have the books in order. Um, uh, and oh, please, can you? Do you have the books in order? Can you read them to us? Read I have, the, I, I have the books in tell order. Me, tell um, me, But after you see, uh, after you see the where the wild things are, you see the dog knight. You see a maze where she's going to be trapped in. The first book is Wizard of Oz. Yep. Then you see, uh, Sendarks, uh, Sendax. I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's the uh, it's the artist who illustrated where the wild things. Yeah, are. Yeah, Maurice Sendax. Then it's. Yeah, uh, then it's Heinz Anderson's His Classic Fairy Tales. Yep. Then it's a collection of Grimm's Fairy Tales. There are like three books that you just can't see the title for. Then it is very specifically uh, Disney Snow White. Then it is Through the Looking Glass. And then it ends, and it's uh, a book stop that is Hoggle. And then you see um, her sad backstory, Mommy Dead, cut out in newspaper, and a bunch of pictures of David Bowie and his girlfriend. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's that's the movie there, right? Uh, uh... Yeah is is those books so maurice sendak uh the the where the wild things are guy he has his other book um called outside over there um uh which is it's actually really interesting to me that they didn't include actually when was when was outside over there written let me i'm gonna i'm gonna google this like a like a professional outside over there is from 1981 so five years before this outside over there is the children's picture book uh which i owned as a kid and we uh, the siblings who I grew up with fucking destroyed that book because we were children. Um, uh, but it's this gorgeously illustrated book about this girl named Ida who's like babysitting her baby brother, and then her baby brother gets re- gets stolen by goblins, and she has to go on an adventure to get her baby brother back from the goblins. Um, uh, and in the process, learn Amber, some valuable lessons about you, loving and taking care of her brother. Do you know what that sounds a lot? What like? does it sound a lot like to you, Devin? That sounds like the sequels to the Labyrinth that were a four-issue manga series. Ex- fucking ex- wait, excuse me. You didn't know that? No, yeah, fucking um, what? Uh, tell me more about this. There's a there's a sequel, Return to Labyrinth, which is a four-volume manga series about um, the baby whose name I don't remember uh, getting sucked back into the world of the Labyrinth. Um, and there's a prequel novel about how Garrett became the Goblin Boo, King. no, I hate that. Okay, so here's, here's, okay. It could be good. There's no reason why that can't be good. <laughs> but 
<laughs> and that's a big but. Here's the, like the thing about the reason that he's David Bowie and the reason that he's hot and the reason that he get his gets his like dick packed with like huge <laughs> cock. <laughs> they they like put shit in there to like make his make his dick look bigger. They pack it. Um, oh, why would you don't? Oh, man, you fu- fuck you. Fuck I'm you sorry. It's a packer. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Damn it. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, that's a fun. That's a funny. That's a funny day on set. Where it's like, oh, what'd you do, honey? Oh, uh, Jim Henson was uh, was making sure that my cock meat looked uh, very mighty for the. It's scene. also not Bowie doing the contact juggling. Um, uh, it's someone else's hands I, in oh, those I knew, shots. I, oh. Motherfucker, I knew it. I knew you'd bring it back to Fushigi's. It's, I is this the part where we argue about Fushigi's because you say the word Fushigi and you're trying to rile me into getting upset about the fact that you're using the word Fushigi. Some context for this episode yes. is that I do a little bit of contact juggling now and again. Um and Fushigi is it it's called contact juggling, the thing he does with the balls. Fushigi is the name of a brand of contact juggling balls, and like it's an especially bad brand of contact it's not it's not him doing it he it's it's a body devil he's using there's someone else's hands in those shots when he's doing that is the is the main point outside over there is a book by maurice sendak about a girl whose baby brother gets kidnapped by goblins and that's what it's inspired by the reason it's david bowie is because he's hot and she's obsessed with him because she's a teenage girl and he's appearing to her as like 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 the idealized version for her for a teenage girl of what like of what like power looks like of what like of 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 what temptation looks like um that's why he looks so glam and like fucking ridiculous and stupid is because she's a teenage girl and she's imagining the whole thing um uh the whole thing is like taking place in like some like it's fantasy but it's clearly like whether or not it's real quote unquote i mean it's a movie but it is all clearly like just an extension of her psyche. Um, uh, have I gotten us away from Fushigi yet? Have I escaped yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say uh, because movies, uh, David Bowie is is not on accident. It, it is purposefully David Bowie, um, and the novelization uh, does point out specifically that the Goblin King is just a fucking ugly goblin. He just has magic. Anyway, um. Uh, uh, so her, her brother gets kidnapped by the goblins. David Bowie is playing the Goblin King. Sorry, didn't mention that. His name is also Gareth. We have two episodes with a Gareth in a row. Um, uh, uh that's interesting. That's a little theme that we have spelled, going on. Uh, spelled differently. Gareth is spelled with a J, J like jacket. Gareth is spelled with a G like gay. Uh, and she gets taken to his magical labyrinth and be and is told she has 13 hours to get to the center of the labyrinth in order to rescue her baby brother or he will turn into a goblin forever um and she does that she goes on a fantastical adventure where she meets a lot of friends and learns a lot and it's it's sort of like a, a long anthology of uh of 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 mini episodes where she has a little fantasy adventure in the labyrinth where she has to learn some important lesson about growing up. Um, uh, and then we get to the end, and she comes back, and she's like, well, I'm a grown-up now, and I met all of these characters who are, like, metaphorized, uh, like, like incarnations of my, of my, of my, manifestations of my childhood. They're, like, they're people who represent me before I grew up, who are, like, 
parts of my psyche from before that. And like now I have to move on. And then all the characters show up in her room and they go, listen, we're still here if you need us. And she's like, yeah, I mean, sometimes in my life for no reason at all, I do need you. And they're like, well, then we're here for you. And then I cry a whole lot um, uh, every time. Uh, it's a great ending. It's such a good movie. God, I love this fucking movie. Also, David Bowie's music plays a lot because of he, uh, he's in it. Um, and that's what happens in Labyrinth. Yeah, that's... Why Why would you have David Bowie in, in Project if David Bowie no sing? David Bowie sung in a fucking David Cage video game. That's a rant for another day. Huh. God, I hate you, David <laughs> Cage. You make shitty games. Someday we'll make a David Cage episode, and we'll both be like, David Cage is bad, <sighs> but... We can, we can do it anyway. We don't have to make all these episodes about things that we like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is uh, that is the plot of the labyrinth. Uh, it has the it has the logic puzzle that is like really simple, but I never know how to get out of. Which is, I always tell lies. I always tell the truth. Here's what it is. You uh, say if that. I asked him what would he or would he if I asked him to go this way, would he say yes? And then that tells you the whole thing. But. Um, the key part for this one is that the two people she's talking to presenting that puzzle are fucking incompetent and clearly don't know what they're doing. And that's the joke. It's a, it's a, it's a bad shitty version of that puzzle. Oh, uh, can we, can we talk about the scene where she, uh, where she falls into the pit? Of yes. Hands? Which happens immediately after that puzzle. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the fucking hands. Uh, because that scene is beautiful and, uh, this is a, vi- this is a visual medium. So we have to explain what happens, but she's falling down this, uh, this blue ethereal pit to nowhere and uh, the wall is littered with hands and the hands will occasionally stop her and speak but every time they speak um the hands combine to form faces but each time it's a it's a series of hands forming wholly unique faces Mm -hmm. so it's not just the simple like hand puppet your thumb and index finger move to make a mouth it is like five hands combining to make a face um the, the 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 puppetry work in this movie is astonishing um uh it's one of the this is this is this is why we're gonna have a point of contention is that i want the character to be a puppet because almost every character in this movie who in who isn't either sarah or Jarrett, uh maybe it's garrett fuck now i'm now i'm now i'm unsure at any rate anyone everyone who's not sarah or david bowie um is a puppet uh if they're not in the real world i think the only other time we see human people while in the labyrinth other than those two is during the masquerade sequence um uh where there's 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 a sort of a dream sequence where she falls into a haze um and she has a she has a dream where she's at a masquerade ball with david bowie and she's wearing the biggest best most ridiculous dress in the entire world um uh wearing that thing is and always has been a bucket list item for me um uh, but uh, there is arguably another human character. Tell me. Um, remember when when she uh, when she when she marks like the arrow pointing which way, and the little <laughs> thing comes out of the ground to flip the block over. That's not a puppet. Um, not a human because it's like two two inches tall, but it's not a puppet. Sure. Yeah. Granted. Um. Uh. Uh, uh, so I guess our, our options are, 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 I mean, we, we could do a human. We could also do like a shitty little CGI guy. Um, I strongly yeah, um, am, 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 my instinct is to do a puppet, but I'm interested to see if you have what your reason is for not wanting that. 
Oh, uh, I could I could very easily uh, be won over by a puppet. I do like the idea of uh, a puppet ruling over a group of people. It's just a thing I think would be funny. Uh, it was more so just to create fake tension, because I was like, oh, we're going to do another puppet episode, but if I lie to Amber and say I want to do a person, then there's you tension fucker. And people will keep watching. You fucker. <laughs> um, I, did, I did have a vague pitch, um, if you would like. Uh, yeah, go for it. Okay, so... Um, my idea I came up with at 3 a.m. Uh, in the bathroom was I went, well, there's a king of the goblins, but are there a king of the brigands or the orcs or the gremlins or the sprigsies? Hmm. Uh, my, my idea was, uh, what if there are kings of other things and other lands? And then my brain immediately went, ooh, what if it's a king of gorgons? Because who doesn't love uh, who doesn't love a Medusa aesthetic? Right? Oh, I do love a Medusa aesthetic. You do know that about me. Yeah, uh, that that was my one word pitch. Just Queen of the Gorgons. Okay, okay. I I I love that. I want to tweak you slightly. Um, I don't want to have another land. The labyrinth isn't like the labyrinth isn't like a concrete setting in a fantasy world. The labyrinth is just what happens inside of Sarah's mind. The labyrinth is 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 pure psyche. I don't want to establish like like warring kingdoms or anything like that. So instead of being like like the ruler of another land that is external to the labyrinth, um uh I think it would be really interesting if we have the Queen of Gorgons is someone who exists in or maybe beneath the labyrinth she exists as a part of the ecosystem of the labyrinth yeah and 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 is not external to it maybe is 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 i like the idea of underneath it but we already have some sequences that are underneath the labyrinth but as as an extension of the labyrinth yeah that's that's why i said we could hollow earth it um do you know that's where the nazis are in the hollow earth uh uh yeah i actually i do i try to i try to avoid those guys um but they you know, sometimes they'll they'll like rent out the the Hollow Earth bench next to the one where I'm taking my Hollow Earth picnic. There's not like a lot I can like do about it. I kind of just have to you know leave. I don't know where I don't have a bit. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm collaborating with Nazis. I was trying to do a bit here, but I don't like. <laughs> I'm I'm aborting the bit. I'm canceling it. I'm canceling myself. Uh, wow, wow, Amber, bold take. Canceling Nazis. Yeah. We're canceling Nazis on this show, if you couldn't tell by now. Um, Nazis bad. Bold, brave take from, uh, like, a, a, a black man and a trans woman. We don't like Nazis. Wow. Wow. I can't believe we are just destroying the marketplace of ideas. Uh, wow. How dare we? Jordan Peterson is so upset right now, dude. Why are you... Why are you policing people's language and expression? So huh? because Queen of the Gorgons Because you are a woman. <laughs> Queen of the Gorgons could totally be a human of, being. I actually have been pretty persuaded on that. It makes sense. But she has to have like an army of little puppet people around her at all times. And we get to we get to describe those two. Um uh and that's part of it. Uh you know like yeah, I'm fine like, with that. like you, like, like the visuals of like 
fuck we okay i'm going back to the hot vampire lady well but like but like this is the, this is the only way i know to yeah, describe this visual yeah. but you imagine like like hot vampire sitting on the throne like clearly being in charge of the situation and that you have like a bunch of like little like little like undead guys around her or whatever or like you know like that image of like having an undead vampire on the throne and a bunch of people like creepily surrounding them yeah you're um you're bringing up that uh that that conservative that aggressively horny conservative meme of aoc that went around for like two weeks uh, it doesn't i'm not trying to make it that horny it is it's it is organically <laughs> that horny. So horny. It is that horny, but like that's not the way that I am. That's the horny isn't the part of it that I'm trying to communicate. Just like, just like one person who is like sitting on the throat and very. Why did I have to go to the horny thing? I could have just. It's Garrett. It's it's literally in the movie that we're talking about. Garrett sitting on a throat. He has a bunch of is, goblins around him. Why did I make it more than that? Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, uh, to, to be fair, it is a horny movie. Did you see his enormous It's not cock? a horny movie. He just has a big cock. <laughs> his enormous, unmissable, and mighty Johnson. And several large balls as well. <laughs> he does have He has a bunch of balls over the balls. course of the movie. <laughs> just takes those balls so out all the balls. time. Oh, I, I, you know, there was at least one joke on set where David was just like, "Hmm, looks like I dropped me blue balls." Did you know this movie was a huge flop and had like mixed critical response on on release. Uh, I did, I did know that because uh, once a year I get bored and I go, "Hey, what if I watched uh, another documentary about uh, the life of Jim Henson?" Well, now everyone listening to this knows that too. I think it's fucking stupid because Labyrinth is a classic, and like. One of the best Henson works. And that's, like, fucking saying something coming from me. I'm a Muppet bitch. Uh, a puppeteering babe. Uh, but in, in true Wizard of Oz fashion, because that's what they're aping, uh, yeah, a co- <laughs> commercial flop that is only regarded as a, a masterpiece of film after the fact. But anyways, our Gorgon Queen, Do you right? want, Devin, have you watched Dark Crystal Age of Resistance yet? I love Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. It's really very good. Okay, cool. Great. Okay, lovely. Cool. Um, uh, yeah, Gorgon Queen. Uh, 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 what's what's her deal? Um, Where is she in all this? So, Just in part of the labyrinth, probably. Go. So, so one thing I wanted to ask you was um, when in in the OC for uh, Quest for Camelot, I was like, I don't want to shoehorn a character into that movie. Um, are we creating something to be shoehorned into the movie, or are we just creating? Because you very clearly are like, the labyrinth is not a setting, it is a metaphor for the mindscape of Sarah. Are we creating right. another obstacle for her to face, or are we creating a denizen of the labyrinth? Um, uh, I think let's create an obstacle for her to face. Right. Um, something that, like, the movie is already sort of episodic enough. It has, like... Uh, a number of trials that she overcomes and each one teaches her something about adulthood. One of them teaches her like life ain't fair, fucking get used to it, but in a nicer way than that. One of them teaches her uh, that her things are less important than the people around her. One of them teaches her like the fucking value of helping people. Um, oh, I, uh, did, like, I, did, I did have one take, uh, one note actually, um, and the note was what is Amber's take on the fireies? Because I don't get it. Okay. Like, two-thirds of the way through the movie, Sarah is kind of an isolated on her own, 
and she encounters this group of puppets uh, who keep taking off each other's heads and playing with them. And then they sing a song uh, while they, like, just sort of harass her. Uh, and then, well, and like, throw their heads around. And then she starts taking their heads off uh, so that she can escape. And then she hops over the wall and gets away from them. That's basically what happens in that sequence. Um, it is probably the most... Oh, good Christ, Devin. I really, I really wanted to say big lift alligator moment there. I could, I could sense it. I haven't it, thought about I, that. I would have yelled at you I, had oh, you just said it. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm livid that that's like, that's a piece of vocabulary that feels like it would be like useful in this moment. I, um, uh, I'm just happy uh, that B-Mask uh, fully murdered the use of that. <laughs> I... Uh, uh, okay, so, yeah, what the fuck are those doing in, like, narratively in the movie? What's she learning from those? Yeah, I was very confused um, at just the, you gotta, you gotta boogie down. <laughs> I don't have, like, a, I don't have a ready-made, I don't have a ready-made take on those. Um, give me, give me, give me a minute. Give me, like, I'm gonna like I'm gonna like I'm gonna like Google the lyrics to the song that they sing and see if I come up with anything real quick. Yeah. So do you want do you want me to vamp or do you want to just like awkward space we edit out? Uh, uh, can you vamp? Do you have fun vamping to do? Um, uh, we'll see. Um, oh, uh, I don't know if this is a vamp, but maybe I don't know. Um, but behind the scenes for my Lore Olympus video I just did. Uh, but one of the things. I, I had myself do editing this will be fun deciding whether or not to keep it and or cut it uh, but one of the things I decided to do uh, while making that video was to not keep myself up to date on Laura Olympus because then I never would have been able to finish the project because they're constantly I would have been constantly inundated with new information um, and I never would have got the project finished so you know you just have to sacrifice uh, staying up to date with one of your favorite web comics it's a thing that happens um, and the color red was probably the color I had uh, the hardest time with finding uh, characteristics to be associated with that color um, because Hermes and Minthi um, are pretty distinct characters and they don't share a lot of overlap. So finding that was um, a lot of difficulty. Um, and oh, I love Minthi. I love my, my hard smoking cycle of bad habits girl. Um, but I was, I was talking to someone else on the internet about Minthi, um, who was up to date, and I wasn't at that point. Uh, and I was like, oh, I just want, I just want good things for Minthi. And they were like, mmm, mmm, that's bad, brother. Um, and then I got up to date, and I found out that uh, I think, I think I kind of end it being like, uh, I just want the best for Minthi. I hope she can learn. Uh, it's not all bad for Reds. And then I found out that Minthi currently has been turned into a plant because <laughs> she because <fucking laughs> she mouthed off to gods one too many times and Persephone turned her ass into a plant and I was like well dodged a fucking bullet there because I wouldn't have known how to incorporate that into my goddamn video <laughs> I would have nothing I looked it up I, I we can edit all this out I feel ready um I have right. a take I have a take go for it um so the thing about the, the thing about the fireies, uh, I actually I have a take. It's pretty simple, actually. Um, their whole thing is that they are like a bunch of like hedonistic creatures who are just here to like have a good time and hang out. 
Um, and they're not being malicious towards Sarah, um, but they do want to take her head off of her body because that's what they do. They take their heads off of their body to play around with it and they want to do the same thing to her. Um, and they don't understand that it's dangerous. And when she tries telling them, um, it like doesn't sink in and she doesn't understand it. Um, and so I, I, I really think that it's, it's as simple as um, they're there to show her that even if you don't mean to, you can hurt someone uh uh like unintentionally like your actions can affect other people even if you're not trying to like you having a good time uh in a in a way that doesn't feel like a big deal to you can have consequences on other people um play off your uh, mom watch your baby brother right like at the at the beginning of the movie sarah's out larping she's like doing lines in the park and she like realizes that she's late and she runs home to her stepmom and her stepmom's like hey uh we asked you to be back an hour ago your dad and i are like running late to the thing that we're going to um and she's like i said i was sorry and her stepmom's like we don't go out that often you go um, out every weekend you go out every weekend right exactly um uh and and so the point here is like it's not a big deal for her but she is affecting other people that's i think that's my that's my take of the fireies that's what i think that's about all right, we got it. We got the take on the fireys, and I understand. This is this is we've made history here. We have an actual interpretation for why the scene with the fireys is actually a crucial part of reading the text. Um, uh, it's a whole part of it. Anyway, Gorgon oh, Lady, Gorgon Queen. Um, what 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 part of adulthood does Sarah need to learn that she hasn't learned through any of the other characters in this movie? Uh. I want to go with uh, uh, admitting when you're wrong. Is that covered by anyone else? I can't think of any other characters who, who cover that for her. Yeah, and, and I can't either. Uh, and you would be the one to be able to spot that. But yeah, being able to admit when you are in the wrong. Yeah, I think I think having having a, a character who could teach her how to do that. What's how do how do what uh, what uh, okay? So um, I I have a thought. Uh, okay. Because Please. because Gorgon Queen can turn you to stone, and um, any transgression in the kingdom, you're turned to stone. So Sarah does something, and has to has to either apologize for it, or get turned to stone. Ooh, yeah, like she um, like she 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 steps on a plant, um, uh, and it's like a really big deal. Um, and she's like, but it's just a plant. And they're all like, but it's just a plant. This plant was, for some reason, important. Uh, uh, this not plant in like a... was purple. And it is the only purple plant that is grown in our beautiful queen's garden. That's exactly right. That's exactly what it is. And they were all really excited to see this purple plant. We get to see like a bunch of puppets who like uh, now find out they don't get to see this plant. Um and you like see them all like all go oh no etc um in a way yeah. that like the puppets do and so she gets like thrown in jail by the gorgon queen um and the way that she gets out of it is is yeah eventually eventually the way that she does that is by apologizing to the gorgon queen herself that makes sense to me as a little as a little plot line yeah. um uh do you want to throw out some character some character ticks some little idiosyncrasies for the gorgon queen 
So we know that she we know that she's a stickler for rules. We know that she's a gardener um, because of the purple flower. So I think like human person uh, plants all around her. Maybe I, listen. You know that I love. You know that I love snakes, and you know that I love snake hair. Um, but I think it might be interesting. Right. If instead she has hair that's made of like plants and ivy, and that's our version of Gorgons in Uh, the labyrinth. Because it is a Jim Henson, and he goes one step beyond. um, Because, God, we've been talking about the nostalgia critic for two episodes now, haven't we? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But because it's Jim Henson and he goes beyond, you could do a Scylla thing. Where it is, it is both. Wherein the the hair is uh, plants in the form of snakes, or something along like uh, something along those. I lines. like that a lot. They're like they're snakes, but they like are flowering, right? They're uh, they're in, they're in bloom. In the snakes that are in bloom, the yeah, plant. they they're flowering. I like that a lot. Like and, like uh, and the petals she... crested around their neck. Can she be played uh, by the actress who played the the queen of the Grouches in Almo Goes to Grouchland? Um, because David Bowie oh, was, the young, was the young girl's sexual awakening who watched this movie. I want to also sexually awaken and confuse the boys. <laughs> and this is just about me being like, wait, did the lady in fucking Grouchland who wanted raspberries kind of give me boners as a kid? That That's all this is. I'm sorry. I'm googling. Uh, I I <laughs> fuck shit. There was a girl who really like. Sorry. I just I haven't thought about the Adventures of Elmo and Grouchland 1999 uh, in a very long time, and I'm sort of having a moment here. <laughs> <laughs> the Queen of Trash, as played by Vanessa Williams. I'm looking it up. My favorite part about Elmo and Grouchland is it 100% confirms that Elmo is an asshole. Yeah, I read like this big article a while back about how Elmo is like the worst Muppet because basically he's modeling behavior below Sesame Street's age range where all of the other uh, puppets on the show are modeling behavior at or slightly above it. And so like he like lowers the standards. I don't know. I don't remember it very well. Um, anyway, yeah, Al- here's almost, my thing. <laughs> almost three. You don't know how to people when you're three. I don't, I don't want to like straight up say no to having the queen of trash, to having Vanessa Williams be our... Uh, uh, be our queen of gorgons. Um, I kind of want it to be like, do we have anyone on David Bowie's level of like women glam rock stars from the eighties? We're doing gem and the holograms. We're already, we're doing the gem and the holograms episode early. Fuck. Uh, um, I am, I am super down to switch the casting. Uh, it was mostly in there for that joke of lady from, uh, Almond Grouchland gave me boners as a kid and I didn't understand it. <laughs> I just, I would it. love to, I would love to, 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 to parallel Bowie. Do Cindy you Lover? know, like, Oh, Cindy Lover's good. That's a good one. Uh, I know Alanis Morissette has been in things that doesn't work as well, but it would be funny. Um, um, Madonna. I really, I really like Cindy Lauper. Can it be Cindy Lauper? We have uh, enough yeah. money to get Cindy Lauper. We have. It's our fake budget that only exists. It's our fake budget. Lines. We can get her. <laughs> yeah, we got Cindy. We can La- get f- Cindy Lauper uh, from the nineties. What, what the fuck else was she doing? Hanging out with Captain Lou Albano. That's um, a joke for the Wrestleheads. Uh, cool. Um, uh, and her, yeah, her, and she, and she has Muppets on her head, so we get her to be played by a real person. But I still get 
my puppets. What are her what are her gorgons look like? Um that is an excellent question. Um I do like the idea that she is the queen of gorgons, but the the thing she has dominion over uh don't visually ape gorgons at all. I just think that's kind of funny. Okay, so not something snake themed at all, but maybe something plant themed. Yeah. Ah, damn it. That was a joke I was going to throw out in the Quest for Camelot episode, but I forgot it. Well, luckily, we're on air now. Oh, no. It's uh, when, uh, when, when you see the ogre, um, the, the joke I had was, they call it an ogre so they can't get sued because it's just a fucking rock biter. Uh, and that was that whole joke. <laughs> he has such big, strong hands. Okay, oh, so here's, <laughs> here's my pitch. All of her gorgons are little Muppets that are like, they're little puppets coming out of the rock and out of the ground. They're attached, but sometimes they will like, uh, they will, they will, they will get pulled back into the ground. They will retract into it and then pop up elsewhere. Uh, Cause that's an easy thing to do with puppets. And it seems like a neat a gimmick, right? It yeah. just is neat visually. Yeah. And in the scene where she first uh, smashes the purple planet, they can like, pop out of the ground one says yeah yeah cool 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 wardrobe yeah. probably some like glam rock shit much akin to the bowie shit yeah whatever um whatever sarah would think of the height of glam rock fashion but for girl would be um right the outfit so just whatever the fuck cindy lopper would wear like cindy whatever lopper the fuck cindy lopper would wear yeah uh cool what's her what's she what's she like personality wise um i think it would be a fun contrast that she's she's pretty chill like she's she's nice to her denizens, unlike David Bowie, who's kind of a dick because he's a goblin. Um, but she's nice. But she 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 respects law and order, and that's why. Hey, man, you you upset my people. I worked very hard on this plant. Jail. Right, but you also I also you know you want her to have a big personality because she's big and 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 glam and and a puppet and a ruler of puppets truly right? david outrageous. bowie is chewing the shit out of that thing we we i we want to lead into like the the sydney lopper aesthetic so maybe like a little bit of a of like a party girl energy sort of in the in All the right. way that she has that we gotta give her like a you like know, a valley girl model accent just like i don't need it to be a valley girl thing like a like a party girl thing like girls just want to have fun you know that's that's my that's my thought that is true the sun does come up on the morning light and your father asks what you want to do with your life oh daddy don't you know you're still number one she gets to sing one of her songs um uh this is i really didn't expect to be bringing cindy lawford into this when we started this episode but i'm really into it um <laughs> but yeah she's got a she's got a big energy Big energy. Uh, we tell her to really that. chew the shit out of it. We're on set and we're like, Sydney Lopper, be a YouTuber. And Sydney Lopper is like, what the fuck is a YouTube? <laughs> cool. Great. I love it. Cool. What else do we have for this character? This feels pretty clear to me. Yeah, we have uh, we have a personality. We have some visuals. Uh, you don't really need a want for this because it's just about what is it? Uh, She's an antagonist, Haley. sort of. Yeah. Oh, could um could could her outfit kind of ape her mom's outfit? So you have like the, that's the place in the real world that gets drawn from, and also like in 
in Sarah's mind, her mom is being unreasonable and like, ah, oh, it's not a big deal, but now you should still Oh, apologize. I like that a lot. Like the the dress that her mom is wearing at the beginning of the movie, like a like a like a big glam version of that. Yeah. It's that dress but with but bigger and with dumber earrings and way more eyeshadow and a lot of glitter. Um Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. Okay. Do we do we wanna do we wanna like give her one more little personality quirk, or or uh, thing that she has a piece? Uh. Yeah. Let's uh. Let's let's see if we can come up with one one fun quirk. David Bowie's got his contact juggling. I kind of I kind of want to give her also a big packed schlong in her pants. I was also thinking. Can I like say what she if has we did it? Mighty cock. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing is that it kind of doesn't make a lot of sense for Sarah. You know, like, like I love it for a character on its own. I don't know if it makes sense. There will be other for the time fact that she's an give, extension. There will be other time to give powerful ladies powerful cocks. There, there uh, will be. I'm sure we'll find them on this show. Yeah, when we do pajama Sam. Oh, we get to do a pajama Sam OC. Oh shit, that's gonna own. I'm really excited about the humongous entertainment episode that we'll do someday. I want to give her a microphone that she carries around all the time. That's fun. I was going to say like a squirt bottle. And the only reason why is because I was like, well, what do snakes do? And I was like, no, snakes are boring. Their life is hide and eat. Uh, but some snakes, you have to keep moisturized. So like she's just she has, she has a squirt bottle because sometimes partying gets hot. Got to cool yourself off. Sprit, sprit. Yeah, I think I think she can she can have both of those. The squirt bottle can just always be nearby. Oh, no, she just instead of a squirt bottle, it is like there is a specific uh, Gorgon who pops up. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. She has like she it. has like a personal assistant Gorgon who just carries a squirt bottle with her at all times. We did it, and this was the easiest character to name because we didn't actually have to name her. She can just have a title, and that's she's her the name Gorgon the Queen, and that's it. That's all we need. Yeah, and that's that's our labyrinth, OC. I really, I I feel like at the end of every one of these episodes, like I always, there's always a stretch in the middle where I'm like, are we gonna land this? And in the end, I'm like. Oh, I like this character. I want to see this character in things. I want to see fan art of this character. I want to make fan art of this character, but I can't draw. Yeah, we uh, we definitely did it. Uh, I make no promises to make fan art, uh, but I did like Yorkingonkalanda, our, our Norse. That's the one that's sticking did out you? in my head the most I might uh, make fan art of. I might one day. I don't know. Drawing takes a lot of energy out of me. Totally. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, hey, Labyrinth is so good, right? You definitely like it a lot. and have, I love Labyrinth. Uh, a, a strong argument for why it's really very good. Uh, and I appreciate that argument. Uh, well, cool. This was, uh, this, was, this was original podcast Don't Steal. On next week's original podcast Don't Steal, uh, Devin will try to get us to talk about wrestling. But instead... But we, we will, will talk talking about, about Mortal Kombat! Oh, <laughs> Uh, I haven't seen the movie. Maybe I will by the time we record it. Probably not. Um, this is going to be another one where Devin's going to be talking a lot to me. Uh, uh, do you hear your little catchphrase that you have? Remember, there are no bad... Uh, remember, there are no bad ideas. Oh, fuck. Remember, the only yeah, bad ideas great. are the one. <laughs> fuck! Good job, sweetie. <laughs> I got it. Go I believe on. in you. Uh-huh. Remember, Don't get distracted by I... me talking. Don't listen to the words you, that I'm saying. Just you, you, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay, Remember. I'm gonna let you do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, one second. 
Remember, the only bad ideas are the ones we have, and we're professionals. Yay! Right. Okay, see you next week. Bye! Bye! <laughs>